Welcome to the Minister of Geek. I'm Richard F. And I'm Richard S. Hmm. Episode 23. 32 backwards, which is a power of two. That's good. Good it's binary a, number. It's a very good binary number, isn't it? Isn't it funny how, like, when you're a geek, you're always like, hey, that's a binary number. Like, I was talking to somebody today, and we were talking about the fact that, you know, uh, I knew about, a, like, a volume shadowing product, which would allow you to do exactly four shadowed replicas. Mm. I was going, four, good number. Two binary. Two. Yeah. 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 Whereas if it had been five, I'd be like, oh, five's a weird number. It is, isn't it? Yeah, but four's okay. Well, you know, I guess you can just use the right number of bits to represent. Yeah, maybe stuff. maybe it's a thirty-two bit channel. You can use eight channels, you know, yeah, eight bits for each one, and therefore, you know, you can do four at once. Fantastic! Yeah. We're, we're geeking out already. Woo! This is great. Yeah. Hey, um, listeners, sorry that we're kind of a bit behind schedule. Uh, yet again, I think we can blame Richard. Yeah, I was. You know, every yeah. so often, just to really get in the way, real life uh, comes along, and here in New Zealand, it's end of financial year, and so tax returns are required. And uh, if there's something that I don't want to upset accountants, but, you know, if you're a geek, you know, accounting's not really... Oh, you hate yeah. accounting. It's like Cause, the cause, anti-geek. Because, really, like, it? throughout the year, buying stuff, you know, for the business, that's farting. That's kind of yeah. geeky. But accounting for, for it, it? Not, mm. no, not so much fun. Tell, tell my brothers are, are accountants. Are I they? consider them anti-geeks. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you have to provide copious amounts of support to them. Right. So that's, that's pretty dull. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, um, no, to those listeners who have tuned in, thank you very much for doing so. Uh, you know, as usual, we ask if you haven't uh, rated or reviewed us on iTunes. Yeah, don't, uh, don't don't review us on you know tardiness. Yeah, no, 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 no. We actually only yeah, want positive feedback. Almost there for a second, I was almost going to say we won't do it again. We won't be late again. <laughs> but you know, I just, no, I don't think we that can was make a ridiculous those statement, wasn't it? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. We work on positive reinforcement and okay. feedback, so we don't work so good on negative feedback. No. So if you've got nice things to say, by all means, go on to iTunes. It really helps. It helps us um, in the rankings, ratings. Just helps us keep some visibility on the iTunes store. I'd say go into the Zoom Marketplace, but Richard, we're not on there yet. Richard has no. not yet managed to get us onto the Zoom Marketplace. Oh, we figure that market of maybe what three listeners um, probably isn't worth uh, worrying worth too much. Showing, yeah, yeah. No, we will probably do that eventually. But if you haven't done it, um, look, we'll just pause here for a moment and wait for you to actually go to iTunes and do that rating. Okay. Yeah. Hey, can we talk amongst ourselves while they're doing that? Oh, I think we should. Okay. Why not? Because we had this whole conversation about how like Android users don't have iTunes. No, they have Double Twist. Double Twist or, or, or other things. I don't. Yeah, I, it's just like an open sourcey thing by the guy that actually broke the DVD encryption. Oh, okay. Amazingly enough. So he's done two good things. Yeah. Uh, not yeah, not that I would condone breaking DVD encryption. Why not? Uh, hey, information wants to be free, Richard. I, that's true, that's true. And I'm all for breaking the DRM. That's true, but there are, there are certainly, uh, certainly that's illegal and certainly there are some agencies uh, that I work with that uh, don't share that view. Well, I, look, I don't like to use harsh, harsh language, but they're dicks. <laughs> I'm not going to censor that. Hey, hopefully our listeners yeah. are back now. They <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've done the ratings. So, yeah, yeah, thanks for doing that. Right. right so, so what have you been geeking out? What have I been on. geeking out? Well, I'm I'm really tired, Richard. I, I, and we would have recorded this earlier, A, if you'd been around, uh, not out of, you know, Wellington, and doing your tax returns, and B, if I'd actually been not so tired. So, so why um, were you tired? I was so, why was I so tired? Um, have you ever, like, had to do something like, at 11.30 at night where your computer kind of is crapped out, it's not working, it's like in this infinite loop, and you think, now would be a really good time to do a system recovery at 11.30 at night. To be honest with you, not since I've got Windows 7. <laughs> what operating system right. are you talking about, Richard? Uh, well, it had something to do with installing the Guild Master of uh, Mac OS 10.7 Lion, which, uh, you know, is about to go... Um, 
go on sale very soon. So I just installed a, a development. They assumed it was reasonably seat. stable. Yeah, look, it was. And I, I have to say it had nothing to do with the um, Lion installation. It was actually my Snow Leopard installation, uh, version 2.6. And I don't know what I did, to be honest. I was trying to kind of copy one partition to the other, and it just was going in this horrible infinity loop thing. Multiple restarts, didn't seem to fix it. And I thought, ooh, I could just turn this off and let it be and like that. Away. And walk away yeah. and sort this out tomorrow night. But I, you know, I just couldn't walk away from it, Richard. It wasn't like a challenge. It was like I, I can't leave it in this inconsistent, kind of zombie state. I have to fix this. I can. Uh, and then, of course, I had to rely on my copious backups and four-image backups that I've got, which uh, then proceeded to not be so good. Right. <laughs> well, no, they were okay. They're okay. But I had a few issues of um, partition sizes and not having exactly the same partition sizes between the restore copy and, and the oh, stuffed yeah, copy. Yeah. And although the, all the data was there, it was saying, oh, um, you're trying to restore from a slightly larger partition. And I said, well, that, I know that. Yeah, just shrink okay. it down, just compress it. Well, in fact, the data that was needed to be copied across was, you know, smaller than the partition size. So I was like, well, what's the problem? You know, I don't, I'm not asking you to copy more than the space available. Is it, is it, is it doing block level? It, it was. It was doing a block. So you'd think so, doing a block oh, level right. copy, it would just go, oh, well, the number of the volume of blocks is less than the size of the partition. We're sweet. But no, it obviously does this little check. Yeah. God bless it, Apple. God bless it, Dust Utility. Uh, and so I then had to do a bit of partition shrinking, right? Uh, which, you know, is a dangerous thing, but that worked out okay. And then I had to wait for the, um, what, the hour and a half or whatever it took to restore from an external drive. And then obviously I had to verify and then, you know, make it boot. So I got to bed just after one o'clock. And I was rather And tired. sorry, at the end of that, you were back to... I was back to... Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> I was back to square one. I was back to square one. So, um, right. And then the next night was spent so on... So how do you get a gold master? Um, is that through the through the app store? No, no. no. Uh, it's using a development license and all that kind of stuff. Right. How do you get one of those? Oh, you can pay money and stuff. and It's not expensive. Right. Yeah. Uh, and actually, just being an Apple, just lo- registering as a developer is pretty cheap. Um, you can do some development for free. And there's other stuff, you know, it's only like $100 or whatever. Right, yeah. You get access to betas and, and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, no, I'm tired, and and uh, I'm not really enjoying having to do things like restores, but I'm glad to have shown myself and proven that it can be done, and it works all well, all good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm I didn't hear all good, I hear. <laughs> Pain, slightly <laughs> we'll, painful. We'll get there eventually. We'll, we'll get there eventually, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So um, oh, very good. So, but but you said so. What are we? What are we recording we, on? Right we now? are actually recording on online. And this, presumably, this will be the uh, the same seed release that goes out okay. through the app cool. store. Um, so hopefully, we should see a real difference in the, in well, the overall quality of the podcast. I don't really think that well, there's any bearing. There's a point release. So true. No, I'd I'll actually be happy if we manage to make it through this podcast, Richard, without actually it crashing. Now I understand that yeah. as a as a uh, uh, whatever I've got leopard, uh, the non snowy, the non snowy, yes. the non snowy, the non snow leopard, the dark leopard. To get to tiger, I'd have to install uh, snow leopard first. Is that right? To get the tiger, well, that's a backwards sorry, tiger, step. Sorry, to, to get line. to tiger. I well, there there are a couple of ways. Yes, um, snow leopard. If you want to download it through the app store, because it will only. Well, allow I don't you have to, an app store. Is it? Well, you will if you go to Snow Leopard. Well, that's then, what I'm saying. I yes, to install correct. Snow Leopard first. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, that's actually about the only way. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, you could actually install it from a install some install media onto a fresh machine. That's just not what they're expecting most consumers to do. Okay. And I think you are most consumers. Right. Well, well I'm you're not, not really. I'm not you're not even, I didn't even upgrade to no, Snow Leopard because no. I can see the point. Yeah. Well, if you can't see the point of going to Snow Leopard, then going to Lion might even be less yeah, uh, compelling I think, for um, you. I think I might not either. No. You might go to Windows 8 instead. Yeah, I think I, I, think I just go straight to iOS 5. <laughs> Ubuntu or Ubuntu. Ub- uh, yeah, I don't that's know. What, that's what I could do. I what could number a, are we up to? I can put the wandering near the hole, whatever the damn thing. What's no, it no. You, well, the gnarly narwhal. The gnarly. Uh, we want to go to O, which o. is what oscillating ocelot or something. Ooh. I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea yeah. what the. What I'm gonna put is. that on the Mac instead. <laughs> it it runs. Could be nice. divorce material there actually. Oh, do you? <coughs> you, you try to make Linux is not yeah. Linux is not in quite. Have you tried that before? Yes, I have. Which uh, in which version? Uh, Red hat. Wasn't no, no, no. It was Ubuntu. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was the orange and brown one. Oh, so it wasn't actually that old. That was Kamen Koala, wasn't it? I, I don't know. Or, or Crazy Kitten. Uh, pass. <laughs> anyway, it was yeah. not. No, it was not deemed. Uh, right, worthy. friendly. No. Yeah. Well, you should have got the kids to do the support for that. No, they didn't like it either. It yeah, didn't run yeah. Flash properly. Yeah. Hey, I, look, I. The, I just want to be fair. Um, Mac's not the only pl- uh, platform I've had a few problems with lately. I was trying to spin up a Windows 7 um, virtual machine the other day, and I did something like quit out of it before it started booting out. Not a good thing to do, right? Not a good thing to do. No. Uh, so the next time I started up, it said, oh, you look like you had a wee bit of a startup problem. And it came up with that startup repair window. I don't know if you've ever, you probably can't really remember it. But what really surprised me was that it's that window is old school Windows 2000 kind of look and feel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Windows NT even. I mean, yeah, it, it dates yeah. back. Although it's got the kind of the softer sort of baby blue, <laughs> baby blue and white. Well, it kind of freaked me out because it's like, like, whoa, whoa, what, what's going on here? You know, where's my Windows 7 sort of thing? And then it just made me realize it's like, well, no, that's just that you kind of get back to basics. Again, it's this whole thing of... Windows kind of just running a shell upon a shell upon a layer, and until it's running HTML5 over the top. Yeah, so I was actually surprised that it wasn't like a Windows, um, you know, NT or Windows 95 look, or actually a Windows. Yeah, Windows 95. Do you remember Windows 95? I do. That was that was not too bad. Yeah, but yeah. the the you know the code base for 95 is nothing like the code base for for NT. 2000. Yeah, in 2000, yeah. Two, NT was the code base. Became 2000, didn't it? That's right. Oh, they, they always said that they rewrote all the code They base. never um, rewrote it all. Yeah, it, it, if they did, it was kind of bizarre because it all just looked the same as it did when they started. Yeah. They must have been demoralising as hell for the programmers. Make this better, but look exactly the same. Yeah. Even though hey, nobody likes it. So, Richard, apart from doing boring things like tax, yeah. you did do some geeking out last uh, end of last week, which is also partly why we didn't record. I did. I went to, so I went to Auckland. I went to see the uh, Walking with Dinos Arena Spectacular. Not the dancing of dinosaurs or Not, dinosaurs on ice. No, no, Which no, I no, thought you'd like, gone to. Yeah. Although they could have been on ice. They did move. They kind of glide around. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, it was, that's uh, very geeky. That was pretty cool. Um, did you go with scary the for the family? Yeah, yeah took, took my four-year-old. Um, and so he really liked it. He liked the dinosaurs, except mm. for when they kind of roared at each other and fought. Uh, and then he was he was not so keen. Was it an open air arena, Richard, or was it? Uh, no, it's the Victor Arena, so that's an inside I, I that's an inside right. building up in Auckland. Um, I've never left Wellington. Okay, Richard, so I, I really don't. <laughs> Sorry, know I forget how what a sheltered life you had. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, and it's quite cool actually because it's a very um, the seating's very very steep. 
So you get a really good view down onto the arena. And, you know, when they brought out, as I said, they brought out a Brachiosaurus, and they said, well, this is only a juvenile Brachiosaurus because, well, frankly, if it was a full-size one, it wouldn't fit in the arena. Right. <clears throat> uh, and so even that kind of stretched right up to the top of this very, very wow. cool building. And so, are they... Um are we talking like holographic things, or are we talking? Uh, we're talking puppets. puppets. Yeah, we're talking animatronics. So you just got like some guy with his hand up a um, up a puppet, or what? For the for the small ones, yeah. uh, so for the like Velociraptors, uh, they were literally you, you know you could see the puppeteer's legs running. Wow. And then then yeah. there, you know outside of that was sort of the rubberized legs of the of the Velociraptor, right. and then they were tucked inside, and their arms were moving. Yeah. And the bigger ones, I'm thinking there must be multiple puppeteers because they were. Seriously huge, big. like you know, yeah. 12, 15, 20 meters tall. Wow. Um, and you know, and they were, you know, th- there must be a whole boom. And so, as they walked around, they were actually on a, on a, like a, um, uh, like a tra- like almost like a trailer, if you like. Okay. Well, trailers, trailers, too strong a word. It's yeah. kind of, it was like a tri, tri wheeled thing. They're getting pushed shaped, around. Shaped like a rock, right? They, so it was oh, shaped like okay. a rock. So. Yeah. That was obviously what was taking the weight and providing the propulsion. Right. Um, and then inside, the puppeteers were making it move and, and dip down. What I thought was actually quite cool is, is, is they, they talk about, you know, they talk about the history of the earth and stuff like that. And so they talk about these periods when, you know, it rained a lot and all these all these plants, like, sprung up. Yeah. And that was all kind of done through, um, uh, like, bouncy castles sort of stuff. So, you know, they were all just things where they you could hear the blowers running really hard and it just kind of all inflated and it was quite cool. <laughs> and, you could see, and then it kind of... And then the acid rain came, and then they turned the blowers off, and everything kind of went mm. but limp like a, yeah. like a bouncy castle. Lots of good merchandise to be purchased. Yeah, obviously. so I got yeah. yeah for twenty five dollars, I got a thing that goes round and round with lights. Right. I thought that was a bug. Well, I didn't really have a choice. Jeez, you could pay ten times that from Apple for yeah, exactly the same functionality. But in terms of geek stuff, yeah. I, what what did impress me was it was the first event that I'd been to where I got to print my own ticket. Right. In terms of an event, <laughs> event, right? So obviously right, yeah. we're used to that for, for like, airlines, airlines and stuff. Airlines, but airlines yeah. get several cracks at you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> before you get on the plane. Whereas, you know, when you talk about an arena scenario, the, the fact that two people could print the same ticket and present it almost simultaneously, yes. they have to allow for that, right? So presumably they're scanning, you know, those barcodes in real time and checking them off, right. you know, over the airways. Oh, you mean in terms of like happen. a fraud type? Yeah, in terms of fraud. Because when you, who, issue, who when you actually issue the tickets, yeah. right, it's very hard. Well, yeah. you know, it's very hard to actually, because um, you can, you know, you emboss the ticket and all that kind yeah. of stuff when people have printed it themselves. And yeah, it's a family event, so families will lose their tickets. So somebody what if what, what happens if you turn out with no ticket? Do they have like uh, air print or you know a whole bunch of HP printers there that you can just sort of? I don't know. Well, presumably, I could, have, presumably I could have just you know presented my iPad. Uh, you know, they could have scanned them. the first PDF and I could have flipped over to second <laughs> and scanned that one. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think so. No, I think they would have got me ejected and left in the buggy bay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And you, you, was your son frightened at all by the dinosaurs? Yeah, uh, yeah, he did yeah. hide under the seats a little bit. Yeah. I was quite pleased. We were right at the back, so we were a long way from them. If you right down the front, they kind of lean over you and roar yeah. at you. Um, so I was, I, you know, when you get there, you always think, "Oh, it'd be nice to be closer." And then I hear they're loud because oh, they yeah. must have a fantastic multi-channel surround sound system. Yeah, they are. How do they know what dinosaurs sound like? They don't, but you don't either. So therefore, you, you know, it's one of those. It's immersive, and you just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. They don't even know what these things really so look like. It's do not they? even really historically accurate. As no, well, it's, it's just entertainment. You don't even know what colour they are, really. It's going to be... It's as historically accurate as the next show, which is going to be based on How to Train a Dragon. (laughs) Well, look, it really just sounds like a slightly more sophisticated um, show than the Barney one that I took my kids to a few years back. Right. And he's a dinosaur. He's purple. Look, frankly, you don't know that he's any... Any less accurate in colour than the ones that uh, you We don't know that they didn't just uh, prance around and sing. No, no. That's fantastic. Oh. So the other... 
So the other thing I did was yeah. um, instead of hiring a car, I called buses. And I have to say that you know, uh, at the end of the day, my smartphone was virtually flat every day because I was I was searching websites to get bus timetables. I was right. GPSing to yeah. work out whether I was near the stop I wanted to get off. And I have to say, yeah, it was fantastic. It was good having modern technology. Uh, you know how they say the best uh, camera is the camera you have on you. Yeah. I think my phone is like the best computer that I have because I'm thinking the best computer is the computer you've got on you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Now, I don't know if that'll catch on, but I, I actually think there's a lot of truth to that, don't you? Yeah, I think yeah. it is. I mean, I lost my son five times while searching the web on the... You know, trying to work out <laughs> yeah, where the bus getting was going. Yeah, because he gets bored, he wandered yeah. off. He you, went, you, do you think I'm just asking people or looking at the, the notice boards and the signs and the schedules? And well, Auckland, like Auckland's got... Um, so most of the... Well, virtually every bus stop I stood at had real... Well, not real time. So wow. it had like, um, you know, a live display telling you what time the buses were. Like, or actually uh, how, how late they are. And I thought... Yeah. yeah, I thought it was based on real time, but it, it seemed to kind of... It would kind of count down nicely and then it would go Jew, kind of Jew. <laughs> it's kind of Jew and then it would kind of go, oh, oh well, look, I don't know. Obviously yeah. it's not coming. Let's let's yeah. talk about the next one. Yeah. Jew in three minutes. And yeah. I'd be like, oh, hang on, I really want to catch that previous bus. So it's actually just telling you the schedule. It's got no idea where the bus is. It's not. I'm not sure. I think I think yeah. possibly some of the bus because because their bus systems an amalgamation of all the councils. Yeah. My understanding is some of them possibly do have more sophisticated systems, and so some of them might be based on real time. But it's certainly, any time it's due, it didn't just suddenly arrive. Right. <laughs> it was like, there was always was a delay. delay so. My guess is that they're actually not using GPS, but they're using that kind of Wi-Fi triangulation. Right. And, you know, people have turned off their Wi-Fi routers in Auckland oh, to save them. power. Damn and them. that's completely destroyed the whole um, scheduling of the network. Hey, speaking of saving power, yeah. just a random comment. I got yeah. a new electric toothbrush the other day. And, and it was quite a funny, because... Yeah, is, sh- sh- is it in the shape, Richard, of a sonic screwdriver? Of a novelty condom? <laughs> no, <laughs> a, a sonic screwdriver. Oh, because when you think about it, yeah, that would be the perfect yeah. that or a lightsaber. But a lightsaber is too thick, and I, I'm imagining that a sonic screwdriver is has about the same dimensions as an electric toothbrush. And in fact, would Doctor Who sometimes whip out his electric toothbrush in error because he happened to pick up the wrong he thing do. when yeah. he left his um, bathroom? It'd be really dangerous, wouldn't it? Because you know, you stick it in your mouth, you could do all sorts of danger to yourself. Oh well, does it work on organic matter? Yeah, oh, it does everything. <laughs> oh, I see this again. My ignorance. I mean, largely, largely, you know, uses it to scan organic matter to determine their to determine their nature. It's like a tricorder, then. Uh, yeah, only tricorders are really dicky. Yeah, I, I take offence to that. <laughs> really? <laughs> a tricorder has a readout. In fact, how do you even read out? Like from a, tri- a, sonic like a tricorder was like a, it's like a tape recorder on the end of a on the end of a rope. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, it was so heavy it required well, a rope, didn't it? That was because of the battery. Like soap on a rope. <laughs> no, <laughs> they I, couldn't envisage a future in which yeah. a battery didn't weigh half a well, kilogram. Well, it, it was probably a combo between the batteries and the um, data storage tapes that we yeah. used. Because they didn't have flash memory in the 23rd and the 13th uh, century. Are we going to lose all that stuff? Are we going to go back to tapes? Well, uh, Tape yeah, is the new flash. Basically. Right. Actually, it's more like mini discs. But I'll talk about that a bit later. Okay. So anyway, literally. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, t- totally sidelined um yeah so it, it was quite interesting to, speaking of um you know energy conservation because yes. it said you can plug this in all the time and you know the, the toothbrush will be absolutely fine and you could see that's what they really wanted to say but then they went but for the sake of the environment you could unplug it if you want oh really yeah it was like that you, they don't really want you to unplug it but they do kind of recognize that having you it's a bit of a drain charging every minute of every hour of every day hey Look what I got. Ooh, check that out. Can I, I touch I, it? Yeah, you can touch it. Wow. Richard's uh, fondling one of oh, the latest... Oh, God. <laughs> um, one of the latest uh, gadgets that I've brought. Describe it, Richard. Tell people what you're fondling. In your uh, so I'm fondling the Apple battery charger. 
I thought it charged four at once, or did you just get four? You get six batteries. Right, six, but you can charge two at once. Uh, yeah, true. Right. Six nickel metal hydride. They're apparently rebadged um, so, Sanyo inner loop batteries. So they're not just your standard metal, nickel metal hydride batteries, but the ones which um, tend to retain like 75% oh, yeah. of their charge even after. I've got ever ready ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't think ever readies were as good as the um, Sanyos. But anyway. Yeah, possibly not. Uh, so they'll, that, that charge will charge anything, and uh, oh, it's fantastic because they reckon it draws very little vampire charge when the thing's finished charging. I just thought it, nice. it looked nice, that is nice. really. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, don't break it. They all look the same, eh, for a while. Yeah. yeah. So um, the batteries are great in that they have absolutely no so does it branding switch, on them. does it switch itself off? <clears throat> it does, yeah. yeah and uh, how long does it take to charge? Uh, about four to five hours. Um, okay. Give me a star almost. rating. Star energy star, star rating energy, for a battery energy star rating. Yeah. I'd give no, that no, a five. No, no, you know, your overall gadget rating. Well, I mean, it's a battery charger in the category of battery chargers. Look, it looks nice. It's got a good feel to it. Yeah. It's also got one of those. Um, is it easy to get the batteries in and out? It is. It is. Yeah. And look, it it's it's designed by Apple in California, and it's probably oh, made wow. in China as as usual. I'd give it a four and a half. I think it's a really good little. Well, it's what do you think they could do? Small profile. I mean, you've only, yeah, they've got half a star. They've missed it. What's the little black dot at the top? Um, that's the LED that tells you whether oh, it's okay. charging or I not. Thought it was just a black um, I don't know. I think if uh, I think it maybe had, if it, if it had maybe, more battery, um, if it could charge four at once, I think maybe it would it get five. Maybe didn't have that annoying split between the yeah that thing where between they the put their, their New, and Zealand, and the the New yes. Zealand plug on. Yeah. yeah, but that actually is part of the beauty of it is that it's multi multi country. But, so but I you could never take leave it. Wellington. No, true. But if I ever gave it to someone who did leave the country, then they'd be able to use a different head and plug it into. Uh, having said that, I, I just today I had to buy some plug adapters to convert uh, some US devices to New Zealand, and I, I got some ultra cheap ones from a little store called Japan City in Cuba Street, which of all places you wouldn't think that they would have um, adapters, and they do, but they're really really crappy, cheap, nasty adapters. So right. so cheap and nasty that um, the weight of the things I'm plugging into them almost causes the the, you know, the adapter plug to so come out. How cheap are we talking? You know, like $3.50 oh, a, yeah, a plug. And normally they're about, you know, anything anywhere from 10, 10 to 15 yeah. to even $20. So, again, in my quest to save money, uh, I'm having to make a few compromises in my geek life. In, in terms of the overall safety of your house? That, <laughs> the very low current little devices. Child, little child walking around. <laughs> yeah, going, little, I can, look, I can get my fingers in the back the there because the, yeah. the things come out the wall. Yeah, yeah so, cool. Hey, have you, Richard, seen that uh, Nokia N9 uh, phone at all? Or no. seen some oh, of the videos of no. it? Oh, it's, you know, I, you sort of, when you think that Nokia's got, like, no life to it, they go and do something like this. And the amazing thing about this N9 phone is that it's running their old Mego um, operating system, which yeah. I think they did in collaboration with Intel. But if you, I'll see if I can put the link on and remember to do that. But if you actually watch the video... You go, you watch, and you go, "Wow, that is an incredibly nicely put together, well designed phone. It's got a lovely interface. It just looks fantastic." Now, why have Nokia gone and just completely trashed that operating system to go to Windows? And you know, and because why they don't and have what, an app store? Well, yeah, but then why release this phone? I don't understand it. You know, why even bring it into the wild and show people? Because you know, on the one hand, if it's absolutely crap, then you wouldn't want to show people. And if it's absolutely fantastic, then everyone like me is going to say, well, 
well, what, why'd you ditch it? What, you know, why are you not actually going to use that for your next generation? Well, I guess it's home? one of those things that was hurtling down the production line. You know, it was hugely anticipated. Yeah. That there's a market for it. People will buy it, you know, because there are a lot of uh, Nokia, Nokia fanboys. Freaks. Nokia fanboys. I used yeah. to be one. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Um, <laughs> what, were you? You a Sony Ericsson? Well, oh, no, I was... Yeah, actually, no, no. I, I have to say, yes, I would have preferred... I preferentially purchased Nokia, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Uh, doesn't make sense to me, Richard. It sounds like corporate stupidity to to, bring, to make all this fanfare about something that's on the surface of it fantastic, and then really say, but you know, it's not that. But, good. but you've only watched the video, right? You haven't actually experienced it, and so you know, all these things can be made to look good in the right video. I think you need to experience and determine whether there's actually those things that annoy you about it. Same with any of these mm. operating systems, right? I mean, you know, Android doesn't look that much different from iOS. You're telling me the marketing would, might actually be different than the it, real-life experience. It's possible. It's possible it could be misleading you. That, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm used, putting it out there. I'm not used it. to that kind of deception, Richard. No, I mean, you're um, used to believing everything Apple tells you. So, and, and I do. And, and, and we do. have a good relationship like that. <laughs> Lime will just install itself <laughs> and there'll be no problem That's at all. That's right. Magical. I bet, you, I bet you the whole reason you had trouble was you were trying to install it cautiously. Yeah, I should have As just opposed done to it. just a full-on look, just, I trust you, just install just over it. the top. Yeah. Just do it. I should have done it. I didn't have enough trust in my heart. That's right. Richard. So, yeah. Well, anyway, I, I, I thought it looked really nice. Uh, it actually, uh, if I'll tr- send you the link, maybe. Can we and find one? Is there one around Wellington? Has anyone I, got one? It hasn't actually been released to the public. It's one of those marketing launches. So they had a big conference in Singapore. Right. And a big fanfare. Um, their you know, new chief executive came out. They did a night, loved some fantastic videos and, you know, stuff on their website. You look at it and you think, my goodness, that absolutely looks fantastic. Right. Uh, great colour schemes, lovely look and feel. Oh. I'm almost tempted to look. Oh, no, you should. I don't think, don't look on your phone because I wasn't able to get the flash video to work <laughs> <laughs> on the phone. But the really interesting uh. thing is that the video they do show, if you close your eyes... And you just listen to it, you would swear it was like an Apple ad. Just the strains of the music, the particular right. tempo, uh, the way that um, the Scandinavian uh, chief designer spoke, the words yeah. he used. It was it was just like a copy of what Apple would do nowadays. Right. So I mean, so they got the marketing down yeah, pat completely. Yeah. Uh, so what we're saying is uh, good marketing, good product. Well, could be well respected company. Yeah. But not likely to be successful because they well, deprecated well, the operating system. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But I have to say, it looked a lot better than the N8. Um, yeah. Which you know showed a lot of promise, I think, initially, but then uh, you know didn't didn't happen. Yeah. So, a bit disappointing. Maybe yeah. maybe it's designed to you know, they'll push an update to it that just flicks it over to Winfo. I that imagine that out, might be it? a little bit difficult. Really? Yeah. You know, no, probably completely system. different. No, uh, it's no different, from, no different from me running Linux on uh, on my Mac on my Mac. True. True. In theory, it's just probably got Intel inside, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Intel Atom or something. Hey. Do, um, I was walking down the street the other day. Well, not just any old street, but I was walking past one of these geek stalls. And uh, it's, it's not one of the mainstream geek stalls. It's off, off on one of the side streets in Wellington. And I was just walking past, and they had all these um, PC LAN cases in, in the window. Oh, yeah. And one of them caught my eye because, and I thought this was, again, you know, kind of a bit cheeky, a bit of a copy off um, Apple. But it was from Antec. So you, you've heard of Antec, right? They do a lot of... PC casing, some of yeah, the bigger ones. Know. And the name of their uh, casing was the Landboy Air. And I thought, Landboy Land Air. Air. So this is like a, 
um, for a, a land, you know, PC yeah. that you take to a party and stuff and game yeah. away. And it's obviously got the air sort of, you know, stylings. And I thought, it's, you know, is, are they trying to like be the, the, the land version of the MacBook Air? You know, because right. everyone yeah. likes small, thin, light things. Right. But actually, no, the air was not so much about the, the size and the weight of it. It was more about the fact that the entire case is just grating. So that air, air can flow through it. Air can flow through it. That's but the, good design. Yeah, it is good design. So it's great, great cooling. But the fantastic thing, and I thought this was really, really cheeky, in the corner it had designed by Antec in California, which is exactly a rip of yeah. you know, what, what Apple would do. Um, but I thought, oh, yeah, I'd buy one of those if I was into land gaming because it looked fantastic. It was very, very modular and multi-configurable. Wow. Where do you find these stores? Uh, well, it was across the street from a supermarket. Uh, of course. I've got no idea what the street is, but... I was just walking by, minding my own business, and you know, this is a sort of store that you'd actually go to if you wanted to buy CPUs yeah. or storage array. You know, not your main. No, no normal people would go to these stores. Even I feel quite out of place if I okay. go in there. Yeah, and they say, you know, how much memory would you like with, and, and how much cache, level two cache, would you like with that CPU? That's right. You, could I, could I, would you like a heat sink with that? Oh, how about a spare power supply? Yeah, you know, so not uh, not not the sort of shop that I would normally frequent. Right. Yeah. Um, I think this is funny. I was uh, trying to share a Google Doc with a friend of mine who uses Android, and and I thought this was this was irony because uh, we've been using Google Docs to do a bit of collaboration and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought we came to this meeting, and I said, "Oh look, I'll, I'll bring it up on my on my phone. You bring it up on your phone, so that we don't have to sort of." Sh- a printed out, and we don't have to sort of sit around, you know, one person's uh, phone because phone, it looks a bit dicky, really, <laughs> doesn't it? You know, we can yeah. kind of look cool and look as if we're kind of actually ignoring each shame, other. Shame, shame, one of you didn't have a Pico projector actually. Yeah, right, well, fun. that would have been really geeky. Yeah, right? yeah. So there I was. I think you know, he, he's living in Google Land with the with the Android phone. I'm living in you know iOS land with the Apple phone. But we're we're, we're connecting and collaborating, Richard, through yeah, Google Docs. Through the cloud. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, quickly opened it up, and there I was, you know, just flicking through and reading off the stuff and trying to engage with it. And he's like, uh, "Can't, can't get to it. Can't, can't get to the Google Docs. Don't have the Google Docs on my Android phone." It's like, well, "What's going on here? What's going on?" Here? And you know, he even went into his browser. I don't know what the browser's called on uh, on the Samsung Android, but uh, couldn't get into it. And he actually ended up having to download something in order to right. access Google yeah. Docs. And I thought, look, there's got to be some kind of irony in that. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to seem superior at all because you know, this this has got as many problems as and faults as uh, the next machine. But I just thought it was a little bit, um, a little bit ironic. You know. Hmm. Hey, uh, banging on about Android. Yeah. A, I got a colleague at work who's a um, bit of an Android lover, and it's all good. But he's got an Android tablet, and I've been asking him to bring it into work to show me. Um, he, he uses it a lot. Um, I think his son plays, you know, a lot of games on it, and. Uh, use it for ebook reading and things, and I was just asking. So, oh, you know, what, what's it like to use? Because you know, we tried that uh, the iPad, iPad two, or yep. you know, a while ago, and that was a. So has this got? Um, is it Honeycomb or the? No, I think it the, is. That yeah, I okay. think he's got it running Honeycomb, uh, and you know, he, he's he's very much a Linux kind of guy. So he's um, very very open sourcey. Yeah. He he owns things like uh, iPod touches and an iPad. I think his mum bought him one kind of funny uh but yeah he bought this android tablet for his son and i said oh you know do you not love your son or something i was like, I was only joking i was only joking um but i asked him you know what, what's it like and he said oh look it's, it's actually really good richard first of all it's very cheap it only cost him 
I think 150 or $200. I think he bought it um, right. overseas online. He said it's really good, except for a couple of things. He says um, the screen's one of those resistive screens, yep. like the uh, yeah. iPad. So he says not very accurate for finger tracking and things like that. You know, so right. not a very good screen. And I said, okay, well, you know, what, what's the other thing that's not so good? Or not very good battery. Not very good battery life. Um, but that's okay, because my son leaves it plugged in constantly. And I said, okay, okay, uh, mate. Uh, this is a tablet device. Not got a good screen. Um, not very sort of smooth in terms of interaction. And not very good battery life. Wouldn't you kind of define a tablet as, you know, having to have a good screen, you know, in terms of input, and a good battery? You know, those are kind of like two primo defining features of what makes a good mobile device. It didn't have anything for me on that. He couldn't couldn't really argue. But neither of those are faults of the operating system. No, 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 exactly. No, no. And look, it's it's absolutely nothing to do with Android itself. That's the thing. It's just a crappy manufacturer. And probably was a Huawei um, iPad, for all I know. He's... Funnily enough, he's resisted bringing it into work to right. show me, even though I've asked well, I mean, him every uh, day, hey, you, know, you brought that pa- Yeah, a friend of ours, uh, my brother-in-law, he's got the Galaxy Tab, I think. Oh, right. So, Which yeah, one? If you're big, big, he might, uh, he might yeah, play with it. The, the first one or the second one? I'm not sure. Uh, the second he hasn't admitted it to me that he's got it. So, given he only bought an iPad like a year ago. So what, why did he buy uh, another oh, I one for? Because You can never have too many. Is he a closet geek, Richard? I, I don't think I he's a closet geek. I think he's actually a full-on... He's, he's a full-on He's game. got an Apple TV. I mean, that, that's the defining moment. If you if you really can put up with an Apple TV, then you've got to be a geek. You're either a geek or a dork. But... <laughs> <True>. <laughs> have you noticed how it, there's a real push? You know, so, um, you know, the TV advertisers, they were very much, you know, 3D, 3D, 3D. Yeah. Oh, look, nobody wants 3D. Hey, IP-connected TVs. Smart TVs. Smart TVs. The, the same colleague at work who's, oh, no. who's got this fantastic um, tablet was telling me how yeah his wife wants is, wants to buy a smart, smart TV, TV. Right. and I'm asking him like why because they've all, again they've got in quite yeah it's in quite but yeah. you know a proprietary um, interface to them so Panasonic's will be highly functional but ugly yes Sony's will look yeah. nice but be not very usable. very barely usable yeah, yeah. Uh, my, and require yeah. you to have a PS3 attached probably funnily enough my brother just bought a Blu-ray player the other day and I I'd been counselling him to get a PS3 because yeah. He's, you know, he's got a few Blu-rays, and I said, "Well, just buy a PS3 because it's quite good. You can stream to it. You can play Blu-rays if you really want to. You can even play games on it. Yeah, if you can afford to do that." Uh, but he, he, no, he wouldn't listen to me. He said that the reason why he wouldn't do it because a it was half the price. Yep. You know, like three hundred versus uh, what six or seven hundred, yep. and also he said uh, it won't tempt my one of my sons who lives at home from playing games because it's pretty boring games on a Blu-ray player. Yeah, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, and well, the, the control, Java, the Java based, don't they? So, yeah, and yeah. the control system not so good. But he, what he did um, want to show me, he said, "Oh, but it's great, Rich, because it's got all these um, video streaming facilities. Yeah. So they've built it into it's the DLNA player. and uh, no, no, I don't know if they could do that. But what it can do is it can, sit, you know, connect to YouTube. It can connect to a whole bunch of Sony content sites. Right. Yeah. And so he would sort of show me all these things on his big HD TV. Of course, most of the things he was showing me were sort of standard definition sources and so they came up incredibly blocky yeah. and really poor and I said so why would you want to do this you know why would you want to look at really crappy content off YouTube on your really big screen because uh, it looks rubbish again he didn't have an answer for me on that uh, so then he spent the next half an hour trying to hunt down sort of HD cooking yeah, content I think, um, just to make have, it have you said that, you know, have you re- recently yeah. I have had experiences where you're watching YouTube on 
TVs, okay? Because actually, yeah. you'd be surprised. Kids don't actually they focus don't that much no, on no, the, the no. level of pixelation of their no. content. No, but he doesn't have young children. He's right. he's trying to sort of show it to me, you know, his geek brother, yeah. and trying to impress me. Yeah, I think um, that was possibly his big mistake. Yeah, I was, trying to, yeah. was hoping you might be impressed by his... Uh, and the um, crossbar, what was it, XMB interface that they have on the PlayStation 3 and along the TVs from Panasonic... Oh, sorry, from Sony, looked kind of rubbish on a Blu-ray player. And trying to actually... Um, like navigate a browser using his Blu-ray remote control yeah. was a complete nightmare. You know, it's you're trying to type in letters and numbers and you know characters. I mean, even with the with the yeah. Apple TV, you know, where you got oh, it's right horrible, up and down. Isn't it? Just just putting yeah. in my uh, password for my Wi-Fi, I lost the world to live. Yeah, so. no, it's it's yeah. just absolutely you can't, you can't do it. Yeah, why don't they? Why don't they just give them keyboards, Richard? Or, or make them a touchscreen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> what, the TV? Can you imagine walking up to a forty, like a forty-eight inch screen and like yeah. trying to touch the screen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, my kids do that today, but yeah, it's not helpful. Oh, how about just you know bundling a tablet with it? Uh, like the Wii U, U Wii, U Wii. That's Wii right. Just Wii do U. that. Just do that. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the remote's also got a. It's got its own screen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and you can stream to it. I mean. And you can watch YouTube on that whilst everybody was watching TV on the I'd TV because that. that's you know that, some would argue that's what a TV's good at is watching yes. you know, yeah. TV. Well, he actually did. Look, to be fair, he actually did have an iPad app, that, or actually it was an iPhone app that he scaled up to his iPad, uh, and he was trying to use that to control his Blu-ray player. But again, <laughs> there was actually no keyboard, so he still yeah. ended up you know using the directional control pad on the iPad app in order to control the blu-ray player yeah but he seemed to think that was marginally better I, than using the remote I, control yeah. again i think yeah. you know it's it's probably it's failures. probably got a it's probably got a bit of a, a niche but what i found is anytime i want to use the tv more or less as a computer there are people that want to use it as a tv yeah because it's really hard to use your computer as a tv unless you've got a tuner unless you've got a tuner sure. but then, yeah. then it's quite painful and, but, and so they, they, if you want to do computer yeah. stuff go, go, go to your of, computer, use your, computer or use, your, yeah. Yeah, use your tablet so. what, what I'm just getting the feeling Rich is that the next time I go over to my brother's place that he won't ever he won't be using it I bet he, in like a month's time he won't even use any of those features that's right in which case he really would have been better off buying a PS3 and just sort of hiding the controllers from his son so they don't you know waste time playing games or, or you know buying um, Panasonic and, uh, and, and getting Verilink Right. Have yeah, you, yeah, like everything in Panasonic is Verilink. I've, yeah, yeah. I've got two Panasonic devices that it doesn't. They do. don't talk to each other. It doesn't do nothing. <laughs> nothing useful. Well, they talk to each other. What, they go, what are they talking? They, about? they go <laughs> sucker, sucker is plugged in Verilink. Yeah. What, what you've got a um, television and what some uh, other playback device? DVD player. Yeah. Really well, right. isn't that perfect kind of combo and, it should be. and, and mingling be. between? Yeah. yeah. No. Not, yeah. not happy days. Because in theory, yeah, because it said, oh, if you've got those two together, you should be able to point at your TV and pause live TV. I was going to say, you can use like a, one remote control to control them all. Pause live TV? Doesn't work. Right. Complete nonsense. Maybe um, your TV doesn't actually have that feature built in. Well, or no, because what, what they said was, you know, you know, you've got a DVD, you've got a hard drive recorder. Right. You know, using Verilink, it should be able to redirect the, the transmission into the hard drive recorder. Wow. That's uh, all, that sounds like magic. Actually. Not magic. That's just streaming data. It's just streaming data. It's not rocket science. That, that, that's Either way, crazy. maybe it is magic because it doesn't work. Yeah. Anyway, hey. speaking of uh, things we watch, uh, oh, I'd yeah. love to hear about Star Trek episode yes. three. Well, we did that last time, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'd do... love to hear about it again, but yeah, if you don't want it, we can do four. <laughs> I'm gonna do four. What was four called? Four was called the Naked Time, which is a bit of a saucy title, really, Ooh. when you think about it. Start eight seventy nine four point two. 
Um, really, it, this is a bit different actually from all the other episodes I've watched so far. Right. Because it's actually about a biological infection on the Starship Enterprise. Starts where Spock and another unnamed uh, crew member beam down to a planet, into a, a, I think, some kind of star base, where some Starfleet uh, personnel have been. And they beam down to the planet, but everyone's dead. Right. Everyone's dead. They know this beforehand. I, I'm guessing they know this beforehand because when they beam down, they've got these sort of biological suits. Right. You know, the, the sort of suits you wear if you're worried about Are they still kind of and, skin tight and bit sort of... Um, look, they've moved on. They've moved back to the nice sort of form-fitting uniforms that I prefer. Okay. Away right. from the sort of knit polo um, sweaters. But I have to say the biological protection suits were pretty low budget. Right. So low budget, in fact, that you could see where, you know, air could basically get in through the seams. Yeah. And it was really just a flimsy sort of knit. Well, maybe um, there was the real ones because it sounds like they get infected. They do. Maybe that was the problem. They've got got gaps in there. I have a lot of problems with this particular episode, Richard, and mainly around health and safety issues. Okay. There are numerous numbers of... Um, health and safety violations and violations of safety protocols that you think Starfleet personnel uh, would be would know better about. First of all, one of the away team takes off his um, glove. Okay. Oh. So they go, they've been down to this planet because they're concerned about, they don't know what's killed all these people. And it's all, clearly it's a biological um, you know, suit. And he takes off his glove, lays it down and scratches his nose. Right. So, you right. know, that, not really the sort of thing you do. You know, you just put up with the itchy nose, right? Oh, I wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, you know, that, that's violation number one. Um, another violation is uh, Scotty is uh, trying to cut through a control panel in order to open a, a door. First of all, he's using a phaser in order to do that. Now, you know, I don't, I don't know all the details about a phaser, but a phaser is not a... a you know, an oxyacetylene blowtorch for cutting through things. You don't use it for that. It's a, it's a weapon, Richard. I don't think there's like a cutting setting. It's true. And, and yeah. in all fairness, if that's what he was trying to do, um, a sonic screwdriver would have been better. Well, we, exactly. You know, it would have been more appropriate. Yeah. So there is, So he's using, um, you know, a phaser for what I deem to be a quite inappropriate mm. um, activity. Furthermore, he's not using safety goggles. Oh. Right? So this thing's blasting away through this, you know, solid panel, and it's, you know, a huge amount of light and heat. He's got no safety goggles. Neither yeah, is the guy next one. Let's get back to what this this whole... Uh, this, so this is the new souped-up... This is the high-def remastered. Yes, it is. So was the special effects better in the whole... Ah, uh, yeah. Well, all the exterior shots of the Enterprise looked fantastic as usual. But what about the phaser shooting the... Ah, uh, yeah, they looked better. Yeah, they yeah, did, actually. Yeah, okay. They didn't look as cheap and nasty. Okay. Which kind of accentuated the fact that it was really dangerous. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. Poor I thing mean, to do. In the future, though, you yeah. live on the edge, you know? Well, yeah. Hey, another thing, Scotty, uh, no, not Scotty, Bones and Nurse Chapel are doing some open surgery on a fellow. They haven't even got face masks. I mean, right. do they not know anything about infection? Mm. So, you know, look, just, just, just complete disregard for safety protocols. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually surprised they managed to fight off the infection and stop the Enterprise from plummeting into the planet. Ah. So, uh, so was it just yeah. like lots of sick people? There was a lot of... Oh, actually, this disease basically made people really crazy and do really strange, unusual things like take their clothes oh, off and, you know... Because the spout. early episodes were really kind of lame. Uh, look, actually, I thought this was... I really liked this. I really okay. rated this episode. Uh, it, it was actually just a little bit different. You saw a bit more into the characters. Uh, there were some really nice tight shots of um, James T. Kirk. 
of William Shatner. So, where, where you did say they took their clothes off, and then you kind of see we see a lot more of the character. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, indeed, okay. indeed, yeah. yeah, no, no. Sulu took his um, shirt off. Oh, right. And he, you know, you see the sweat glistening on his upper body. Okay, enough. Yeah, exactly. I'm good. No, but no, some really nice, um, very nice lighting. I thought in some of the shots, and uh, yeah. William Shatner, have I mentioned? He's a very handsome man. He is a very he's, handsome man. He's a very man. handsome man. So, yeah, a great a great episode. Some classic lines. Scotty, for the first time ever, he says, I can't change the laws of physics. Uh, and is that how he says it? Or is it yeah, like, no, can he? Can no, he no, well, he, he literally says, I can't change the laws of physics, Captain. Actually, I don't know if he says Captain. I can't change the laws of physics. And it's the very first time which they introduce time warp as a plot device. And it's amazing. They were very clever because they said, oh look, we've actually managed to warp time and, you know, we could actually conceivably go back to any point in history and in time if we should ever need to. And you can just sort of see the writers sort of going, hmm, here's a really cool little plot device that we've created and, uh, you know, we'll save that for future episodes of Star Trek. So anyway, I'm, I'm going to give that a four out of five, Richard, that, probably the highest rating so far. I really enjoyed it. It's really almost as high it. as the battery charger. It is. Wow. Yeah, no, that was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to number five. I don't even know what the name of that episode is. It's, it's taken it's a, a different Star Trek. real upkeep. Yeah, Star Trek, uh, you know, um, plot designed in California. Shot in California. <laughs> California. Yeah, really. Those are the days. On, eh? on the cheap, though. These days it would be made in China. It, it would be, actually, yeah. yeah. So, no, re- really cheap, really good. All right. Wow, I... I we don't really do book reviews, but I always I always thought we should do book reviews because you have the most fascinating books I on don't your, have fascinating on books your book show. And this one's yeah. called Information is Beautiful by uh, David McCandless. McCandless, yeah, it's a great yeah. book, Richard. It's, 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 uh, it is. It's a book entirely filled of what are called infographics or information graphics. Yeah. So it's a little um, idea that this guy had where he thought, you know, could I do a book which basically doesn't have a lot of words in it? It's just beautiful visualizations of data and information. I've actually seen the guy speak. Um, he was at Webstock earlier this year, and right. I saw him do a talk on TED. Exactly the same talk, actually. Uh, fantastic. You know, great little visualizations of everyday information, and, you know, it brings it to life, really. What do you think of it? Do you like it? I, I think it looks fantastic yeah, on first glance. So they've got this one here that says, what's, this is based on Google Insights. Yeah. What's better than sex? And it's kind of like graphs of, of searching on sex and porn, and then you turn over the page and it shows a, a popularity of sex on the internet and the popularity of YouTube and it shows that YouTube's YouTube more, vastly, more vastly exceeded sex yeah. from 2000. So would that numbers. mean that people are searching on Google for YouTube more than they're searching for sex? Yeah, so I'm surprised they can't find YouTube. It's well, people like you that just go into Google and type stuff because you can't be asked <laughs> typing stuff.co.nz. What I actually think they were doing, and I, I think this is probably where the Google Insights is maybe a little bit wanting, is they probably were searching for YouTube in order to then search for sex on YouTube. That's right. They were actually looking for them. I don't think anybody's searching yeah. sex on YouTube. All right. Hey, final thing. Gadget Graveyard. I'm, I'm actually providing that this week. Uh, I've retired these uh, these uh, these lovely Dick Smith Electronics Home Plug Ethernet Bridges, Woo-hoo. which were a very slow... Oh, they're the Home Plugs. They're the Home ah, Plugs. Okay. So part of the very first um, Home Plug 1.0 standard, I believe. Um, these are, I think, are rated only at about 10, 11, or 12 megabits. <laughs> and... Uh, which is laughing at a fast internet visualization of data. Oh, it just made me funny that you know you look at all the cool things that other countries search on, and the, the big word that comes through for the UK is Big Brother in Argos. What's what? I so Argos, be the Argos is, a, right? is, a, is a store where you buy things from catalogs, right? And Big Brother's a TV program. That's yeah. kind of sad. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, well, it's probably where I bought these from. That's probably true. These uh, yeah. Dick Smiths. Well, they may have been bought there, actually, because these are actually from the United Kingdom. Really? Uh, a friend of mine bought them there, and he and found no... Dick Smiths in the United Kingdom. Well, actually, no, you're probably right. I don't know where he got these from, but... Well, you're, no, probably you're, from Australia. No. Well, he'd never been to Australia, actually, from what I understand. It's made in Taiwan, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so these, these used to be like my bridge between where my computers are through to my router in the other room, and they were... Barely adequate. Barely adequate. Okay for web surfing, but you couldn't stream high-definition video. Yeah. Uh, I've replaced them with some Netgear um, bridges, which also are power line, but probably a slightly later standard. And they can, well, hopefully get up to about 200 megabit yeah. uh, connection. So and are they connected to power boards, or are they straight into the wall? One's plugged into the wall. One's plugged into a power board. Okay. I'd really like to know whether that's uh, you know affecting my throughput and bandwidth. Yeah. What what probably is is those really crappy um, plug adapters that I brought from Japan true. City. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> actually one of them is yeah. barely hanging onto the wall. So I, I was thinking about actually duct taping it. So you spent all that money on you know good high end gear. Yes. And then you yes. let yourself down right there. At the yeah. It's the last inch, last mile problem, yes. isn't it? So too bad if I get a sort of ultra-fast broadband, it's going to be those $3.50 plug adapters which are really going to do me in. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I can't run the, any of the um, monitoring utilities that tell me what the actual bandwidth is. Right. Because uh, A, the one thing doesn't run on Mac, and yeah. when I tried to run under Windows, it didn't work. Cool. Yeah, hey, great. Hey, I, I suddenly remembered something yeah. I actually had to talk about, which was uh, when I was in Auckland, I went to the Museum of Technology and Transport. I think I got it the right way around. So Motet. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there, there were two things. One is like, I think they've got the uh, the differential machine. A uh, differential machine. Difference engine. Differencing engine. But I never okay. Charles got, Babbage. Yeah, I never actually got to see that. Yeah. But the thing that they did have was they had some telephone exchanges to demonstrate how telephone exchanges used to work. Oh, and that is, if you're a geek, yeah. just fascinating. Is that with the mechanical, so you would, mechanical Yeah, relays? so they had it kind yeah. of cut open and you could yeah. see the whole, how the mechanics go searching for switches. Sorry for a you know for a connection, right. a free yeah. one that they could use, and yeah, you know, how they would store the pulses that were coming through from the pulse oh, base. Wow, just fascinating. Because yeah. and, and they would have two telephones, so you could dial one another, and you could see the oh, whole thing wow. going. Yeah, and it was like oh, you know, and today you think oh, that's just replaced by a computer. Yeah, voice digitize. Yeah, some programming comes out the other end. Yeah, I mean, easy, 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 yes, yeah. In fact, far more interesting if we stuck with those uh, Latro yeah, mechanical relays. relays. Yeah. Or even better, those women that used to work in the exchanges and who would actually physically do the relays, right? Because they'd pull the plugs out, plug them out. What I love about that is, yeah. you know, they, they didn't just have those things. Yeah. To, to wear those. But they had some of the old posters, which were kind of like telling these uh, these uh, exchange ladies to, to not share the things they learn over the telephone. Oh, no, no, nobody likes. Oh. Nobody likes someone that you know schools oh, yes. on secrets because they used to listen. They'd well, be able to listen in. Yeah, because I guess they yeah. need to know when the phone call ended. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, we haven't had those exchanges for years, for decades now, have we? Those old, those no, old literary mechanical ones. Yeah. Wow. And what I thought was really interesting is you know going back to the early twenties was that you know the off the sending signals offshore and receiving signals back onto shore was done through, I think they said, uh, no, sort of power parumu way. Right. Can't remember exactly where it was. Oh, Himatangi. Himatangi, Himatangi was the, yeah. I think, outbound, and then Macro was the inbound from Australia. And was that just over a large over radio, radio, radio link? Radio link. Radio link. So it was. So there was a ter- macro ter- receiving terrestrial station. Terrestrial radio. Yeah. Wow, that would have been pretty slow, I guess. And I would say so. Yeah. 
Alright, hey, I think, are we done? Are we done? Is this long enough for the guy that uh, irons to our... Uh, yeah, for Bob. Bob, one of our great listeners, um, who went to Borneo earlier in the year, I think, and so we had to record the extra long podcast. From, That's right, yeah. Uh, he... He likes to listen to Ministry of Geek whilst ironing. Yeah. Uh, listens to it Does he do that naked or does he do that clothed? Look, that's not really something that I wanted to get you into. You weren't comfortable with. talking to him about uh, that? Not really. I'll okay. ask him next time. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just think he listens to it on his boombox, he said, using a slingbox. Uh, over uh, and Wi-Fi? A blaster or something. Is that like over Wi-Fi? I guess so. Is it a squeeze box or a boombox? A squeeze box? Squeeze slingbox? Box? Squeeze box. Squeeze box. Yeah, it's the Logitech oh, I'm, squeeze I'm box. I'm surprised that holds the connection long enough to get through yeah. the length of this podcast. <laughs> well, he didn't say that he didn't sort of reset the oh, connection okay, every yeah, once enough, in a while. Enough, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we do hope that he's managed to get through his load of uh, ironing this time. Fantastic. All right. Hey, well, thanks for geeking out with us. We're the Ministry of Geek. Mm-hmm.